Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1161. In light of the departure of Colin Trevorrow from episode 9, the internet is ringing with articles about who could possibly replace him, and I'm diving into that subject today. Punch it, Chewy. Hi, this is Mike and Joe from the Cantina Cast. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And so there are two levels to this whole thing. Well, actually, I guess there are three specifically. But let's talk about level one, which is that right now there are only two people who are being talked about for The Last Jedi in terms of inside sources. So whether it's Variety or Hollywood Reporter or Deadline Hollywood, you know, newspapers, trade publications of that ilk. The only two people that they are hearing about from sources are Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams. Now, if you cast your mind back to even before the beginning of the podcast, actually in June of 2014, and a story that came out around Ryan Johnson being named as the writer-director of Episode 8, the story was basically that he was also being asked to write a treatment for Episode 9, but then that was later pushed back and so on and so forth. So that was the start of things. And in March of 2015, J.J. Abrams was, I'm not sure if he was quoted or if he was just on record or what the deal was or if it was just rumors or whatnot. Um, But basically the gist was that J.J. was bummed that he had to give up Episode 8 and that he really wanted back in the franchise and was hoping that he might be able to direct Episode 9. So if that rumor is true by any stretch of the imagination, then yes, of course, J.J. Abrams is well positioned to direct a Star Wars sequel and to be successful with it. And in an even better position, I would say, is Ryan Johnson because he's in the middle of production on one now and any challenges that he's posing for the final movie to be able to take up, it's probably going to be smoothest for him to take those things up. Either way, those guys would be perfectly fine, and they'd be a better choice than Trevorrow in my own personal opinion, okay? I'll be honest with you, I'm not the biggest fan of his work. I wish the guy no ill will or anything like that, but I was not at all knocked out by Jurassic World did nothing for me, and you know I thought it was actually one of the less effective uses of either Chris Pratt or Bryce Dallas Howard. So, yeah, unfortunate to say the least. There's, you know, yeah, I guess you can say, yeah, sure, he got the positive film score on Rotten Tomatoes and all that stuff. But if you look at the top critics and you count how many were positive and how many were negative, the percentage is actually below the 60% threshold that Rotten Tomato uses for fresh, certified fresh movies. And one of the best ones I read 
was uh, Manola Dargis's. She is the co-chief film critic for the New York Times. I've been reading her stuff since she was writing for the LA Weekly, the alternative newspaper in Los Angeles. She's fantastic. This is the capsule review of Jurassic World from her. She says, there's more flab than muscle packed on this galumphing franchise reboot. Galumphing. How about that? Which, as it lumbers from scene to scene, reminds you of what a great action god Steven Spielberg is. Too bad he didn't take the reins on this, unquote. So, yeah, she is fantastic. And it does make you wonder for a moment, briefly, if Spielberg was available, would you want him to take this on? And, oh gosh, there's certainly no doubt about his qualifications, but I feel like he makes a different sort of movie, and I'm not sure this is right in his wheelhouse. That being said, this is where we get into the conversation about how we should really be getting a female director involved and that this is the right time to do it. So here's my thing about that. I have essentially, I guess, what you would consider a CEO's mentality about this whole female director thing, which is basically, look, I want to see more female directors in Hollywood. So... I don't care how Hollywood does it. I just want Hollywood to get it done, right? Like, you don't have to tell me the details or anything like that. Just make it happen, Hollywood. Get it done. Period, paragraph, end of story. Like, it should just be that simple. Go, Hollywood. Make it so. And on the one hand, for me, it's not about equality or fairness or anything like that. Although, globally speaking, it certainly is about equality and fairness. And there should absolutely be more opportunities for female directors to direct big blockbuster films, period, paragraph. Like, that's the case. For me as well, you know, I look back at nine Star Wars movies, and they all look familiar in a sense, okay? Who are the directors of the nine Star Wars movies, live-action ones, right? George Lucas, George Lucas, George Lucas, George Lucas, Irvin Kirshner, Richard Marquand, J.J. Abrams, Gareth Edwards, Ryan Johnson. And then, of course, if you want to talk the Han Solo movie, there's Phil Lord and Christopher Miller and Ron Howard. And then, of course, Josh Trank on the flubbed whatever that movie was going to be, allegedly Boba Fett or whatever, right? That's a long list of white dudes, right? Just straight up white dudes, and that's it. Wouldn't it be awesome to have a different take, a different perspective on Star Wars, a different viewpoint that you could only really get from having somebody of a different gender involved? Personally, I think that would be fantastic. And so this is me going on the record saying, Lucasfilm, now is the time for you to take this step and bring in a female director have your first female director for a Star Wars movie. Make it for episode nine. Now, there is one director whose name keeps popping up in the articles talking about who could, would, should direct episode nine. And we'll talk about her after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside, you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com slash tfa welcome back 
So the name that keeps coming up in various articles around the internet is Ava DuVernay. And you may know her from her film Selma or the fact that she is directing the adaptation of A Wrinkle in Time for Disney. Ha ha! That's coming out in 2018. And the reason why she seems to be popping up, or at least I think this is a very strong reason why she keeps popping up, is because of an interview that J.J. Abrams did with Nerdist during the promotional tour for The Force Awakens where he was asked about the, you know, the work to get more women behind the camera, working behind the scenes, and to get a female director. And he was asked, you know, who would you like to see direct a Star Wars movie? And this was his response. You know, to me, the knee-jerk reaction, if I had to, is uh, Ava DuVernay, Mm -hmm. who I think uh, would just kill it. And she is as much a fan of genre movies. And uh, hearing her talk about, uh, about not just Star Wars, but hearing her talk about those kind of films is, you know, you know, evidence that she would just, you know, kill it. So there you go. That's J.J. Abrams talking about why Ava DuVernay would be a fantastic choice for a Star Wars director. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are as well. Who do you think would be a great director who's also a woman? Who would be a great female director of a Star Wars movie? Chime in with your comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. That is going to do it for today's podcast. So thank you again and always for listening. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you challenge a blockade, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com slash SW7X7. It's not astromech cannon fodder, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.